Welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 146. We are setting them up and knocking them down. On tonight's episode, it's a little bit lighter than last week where we checked out 33 songs. This week, we're going to check out the EP by Ghost. It's a bunch of covers. We'll see how they did or how we think they did. We're going to check out Corey Taylor's new release and Kelsey Carter and the Heroines' new release. So uh, I don't do this alone. I have a couple of guys who joined me. How about we introduce first Mr. Metalhead Mundy? Step inside into his mind. It's boy band time. It's Metalhead Mundy. Hey, there I am. Yeah. You might think he's Paul because he's sitting <laughs> alone in the dark, but it's not. It's Metalhead Mundy. You can't see me. John Cena has entered the studio. No, copyright. No, he did not. He did not. We're still safe. I'm not completely in the dark. It's just, you know, whatever. We're changing stuff around he's, over here. So he's freshening it up a bit. See what works. Obviously, this isn't it, but oh, it's looking good. And joining us again, third week in a row. We are so excited to have him on the show. It's Tea Bags. Swinging deep into the valleys of Liptonia, able to plunge from high altitudes only to land with a gentle splat, That's nasty. receiving only the finest education from his instructor, Earl Grey. It's, it's, tea bags too hot for TV. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> and apparently too hot for the viewers who were on because they all hopped off when the teabag appeared on the screen. <laughs> oh, man. may want to rethink when we introduce me then. We, we may not introduce you, Tony. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to slide you in. It'll be like you slide up in our DMs, as the kids there say. There you go. That's how teabags does it. <laughs> I thought you dropped with a gentle splat. Now you're sliding. Yeah. This guy's versatile, folks. He can do it all. Yes. <laughs> if you like what you see and hear from the three of us tonight, make sure that you subscribe and leave a comment. Feel free to share with your friends. We'd love to know what you guys think of the show, what you would like to see us do, what could we uh, what we could do better. Um, we just love to hear from you. So leave a comment, um, drop us a line. We would love to know. Gentlemen, anything exciting before we get started? Lots of cool music to talk about. <laughs> There is indeed, and some new old music. So, yeah, just in case you missed it on the first time around, which, which I have missed apparently. So, all right. Well, hey, I, let's just jump right in. We've got a challenge. And uh, if anybody else is listening and wants to comment their answer to this, uh, Mundy, let us know what we're talking about and then we'll dig in. So, I threw out a challenge and I purposely kept it as vague as I possibly could. <laughs> uh <-huh>. um, <laughs> basically what I want to know is looking back on your life as lifetime fans of music, which we all are here, what regret or regrets, but I only needed one, but what regret do you have in your life that somehow ties into music? I mean, I like that that is all I wanted. That's all I said. You can interpret that however you want. Yes. Right. Okay. Why don't you go first? Well, how how many do we all have? I, I have only two. have one. Okay. I have one that's twofold. Okay. Well, mine can be twofold as well. It's two songs, but okay. it can be twofold. So I'll, I'll start us off. But um, so. The, the whole album, End of Silence by Rollins Band. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it yeah. or not, but that was kind of the peak of I was in college. You know, I was in fighting shape. I was kickboxing. I was doing all that stuff and um, in great shape. And I never went uh, into an MMA was coming about too. like it was crazy how they would fight. If you remember, Steve, like Hoist Gracie would 
mm-hmm. <laughs> fight like a 300 pound guy you know he's yeah. 140 yeah, yeah. So it was really unregulated, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, there was a convergence of like all the things that I like to do and the things that I was actually in shape for. And I just never pursued it, never went out. And you think you're always going to be young forever, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> not anymore. But I, you know, that's one thing that was a window missed in, in my eyes as far as like being able to do something that I may not have pursued any further, but I would wish I would have tried it. And I didn't. So that that album always reminds me of that because I used to train for the album um, all the time. Okay. And then um, Tool, uh, 46 and 2, he says, it, there's a line in there where he says, now is my time. And so fast forward many years later and, you know, you get that kind of like midlife crisis feel and all of that kind of stuff. And on, part of my tattoo on my back has now is my time in Italian on it. And it was, you know, in my head, it was really jump starting me to go do a lot of things that i wanted to do and then five ten years goes by and you're you know still scratching the surface on those dreams of yours and so uh now up until i got that tattoo 46 and 2 never reminded me of that but now it only reminds me of that which is a double-edged sword because when i hear it it makes me want to go do something uh or it makes me want to go cry so uh yeah those are those are my two they're just kind of tied into um yeah things things that i want to do but get pushed back i guess perfect those are like bookend regrets yeah yes kind of. man yes yeah. i feel you and i also regret buying a bunch of imports back in the day <laughs> 25 dollars for a really crappy recording of a song but you know what there's no way like i go sell plasma and walk out the door and then two blocks down, you hit discount den. Well, there it goes, because I got an import. <laughs> and I yeah. didn't care if it sounded terrible, because it was music we'd never heard before. Um, I would do it all over again. I love those. That's funny. Yeah. I think we all did that. Isn't that awesome? We didn't really know each other. Well, kind of. But I didn't know Monday at all at that time. Yep. All right. I I Go ahead. All right, so mine is twofold and um mine are 20 happened in 2012 and 2015 and this is the hindsight one obviously 2015 but 2012 rush released clockwork angels and when it came out i didn't love it um i just i don't know wasn't getting the vibe wasn't really digging on it and now i love it i mean i absolutely love the whole thing but and going back and watching concert footage with the live string, um, there's I, I think I just looked it up, and there's like 10 string musicians on there. And it's like, oh, my God. And so I didn't go to that concert. And it was an indie. And so there's the first part of the regret. And the second part is 2015, the R40 tour, which ended up being their last um did not come to Indy. And so the closest were Chicago and Columbus and I was a lame ass and I didn't go. <laughs> and that was the last time I could have ever seen him. So I wish I would have gone to that concert. Oh man. Yeah. You don't know at the time. I mean, yeah. they're going to play forever. Those guys tour, they put out albums <laughs> every other year, but yeah. um, no, didn't happen. That R40 tour would have been something to see too, the way they did the stage set and it, you know, kept, backwards. It, yeah, smaller and smaller and smaller. And yeah. I would like to see, uh, they released that on like Blu ray or something, I'm sure, right? Yeah. And I think we watched it one night. We, uh, when Sistine was starting to listen to Rush some, I think it was on uh, Amazon Prime where you can buy that extra piece for music. Okay. Yeah. And so we, I think, got that subscription just so I could watch that concert and one okay. of the uh, uh, the little documentaries on it. But yeah, it is a cool, cool show the way that they designed that. Yeah, I would like to sit down and see that whole thing sometime. I, the concept's so cool. Do you yes, think that, indeed. Do you think you would have, if you had gone to that first concert, since you weren't really feeling you know, some of that album, mm-hmm. do you think, I mean, live music sometimes can sway you to like something, oh, but absolutely. also there's nothing worse than being in a live concert and you're not really into it. It seems like it drags on. So mm-hmm. you think it would have swayed you quicker to love the album or do you think your mind was kind of set on not I, the songs? I think it absolutely would have. And the cool thing is they're, you know, they do multiple set, they do a lot of songs. And so the first set was 
all the older stuff. And then set two was the entire album from beginning to end with the string musicians. And then they finished up with Red Sector A, YYZ, Zed, sorry, and the Spirit of Radio. And then their encore was Tom Sawyer and the entire 2112. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's not yeah. like a long show, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the weird thing is there were alternates that they played sometimes. And they were Middle t- Middletown Dreams, The Past, and Manhattan Project. Strange songs to add in there but very cool yes but not as cool as us finding out <laughs> what monday means by no, this challenge before we begin sistine has something yeah. for monday <laughs> for those who are not watching the video it says i'm ready for monday's redemption arc where he regrets not getting into dylan sooner <laughs> yes well Please don't hold your breath, Sistine, because you're too precious. So we don't want to we don't want to lose you there. <laughs> oh man. So tell tell us what you meant by this now that you can reveal. So what made me think of it is just, you know, the one I'm going with here. I, I was just listening to I don't even know. I think I was listening to uh, the playlist I made for my dad after he passed away. And Mm -hmm. it it seemed to keep coming back to, you know, it's on random. So you never know what's going to pop up. And it just seemed to keep hitting on Tom Petty a lot. I love Tom Petty. And um, it just, I, I never saw him live. So I was like, man, that's, that's just, uh, for for me, who is a huge fan of him and just a music fan in general, I, I just, you know, I felt like that's a, a damn shame for me. Like I never saw Tom Petty live. So, right. Okay. And, and it just so happened as that was going on, somebody brought up uh, doing a challenge and I was like, oh, that might work. So that was my yeah. idea. But yeah, Tom Petty, man, it's just, you know, I feel like he is such an important uh, American musician and it's just every song, you know, it's just, I remember when he passed and like I was listening to him the next day and I mean, just bawling my eyes out and like, like yeah. what a loss, you know, and way, way too soon. So that was, you know, and I, I have friends that have seen him live like a million times and <laughs> never got to see him. Yeah. So I'm sure he was fantastic live too. Oh, oh yeah. Because sure. he didn't rely on anything. Yeah. yeah. It took me a long time to get into him, actually. I was kind of one of those like snobby, you know, what's this kind of music type thing. Yeah. Uh, but as you get older and you can't deny someone's talent like that. Yeah. That it's, he's just one of the many, you know, that I've listened to growing up, you know, mm-hmm. with my dad in the car and whatever. So always yeah. appreciated him. Yeah. No, he was good. For sure. Do you have a go-to Tom Petty song? Um, I don't know if I have a go-to really. I mean, I don't know. I like, uh, Running down a dream always kind of kicks me in the ass. It's just kind of fun. As much as a Tom Petty song can have like a killer riff, that one, (laughs) that one's pretty, pretty awesome. How about you won't back down to sis and the pressure (laughs) of Dylan? There you go. Yes. But hey, Tom Petty worked with Dylan in the traveling wheelberries. So there you go. Bam. Connection. We got it back together. He's getting right. closer, sis. <laughs> now that's probably something we ought to we ought to hit on one show too. Is uh, a a group or a musician that we didn't get to see live, or a, a number of them that we wish we would have, or maybe some that maybe just don't tour as much that you'd still like to see. Yeah, maybe we can do that on a show and put a list together because there are some for yeah. me too. Yeah, I'd also like a list of bands that should stop touring. <laughs> yep, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some really rough clips. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I could think of one of those probably off the top of my head. Yeah, me too. Oh, Sis is letting us know it's Bob Dylan's birthday tomorrow. So <laughs> she's just saying. Yeah. So we'll say it too. Happy birthday, Bob. There you go. So, all right, maybe a later show we'll do that because there's definitely I can think of some off the top of my head right now that I wish I could would have or would still see live. Yeah. Although some you've waited so long, what you're going to get now is, uh, you know, I I hadn't seen Ozzy until you know you and I saw him. Yeah. Uh, what two years ago Monday? Yeah. And um, I was kind of worried at that point that maybe it was a little too late, but damn, he put on a fantastic show. He was energetic, yeah. running around. Yeah, he's he great. Great. Yeah, so I had seen, yeah, I had seen Black Sabbath at a uh, Ozfest like years ago, but I had never seen him solo. So yeah, and he was awesome. Indeed, he was. So all right, well that was that, and um, now we've got more work to do, gentlemen. We've got to review some music because that is what we do. So tea bags, pick a song we're doing first. Go. Uh, let's do Corey Taylor's. All right, Beyond. And it has a video. Mm-hmm. Out of an old. I did not watch the video. Sorry. Um, I didn't see the whole video either. I've just been very okay. busy. But um, I get those. T- I signed up for those texts. So we were getting pictures of like, like an old uh, rundown circusy type, uh, uh, <laughs> like a, I don't know what it was, but it looked like a mini Disney World or something out in the desert that had been trashed and yeah like carnival like or whatever so that was yeah, pretty much the vibe video. yeah yeah this album comes out in september i believe and it's what, 13 songs i think cmft2 okay is the name of it and the song is beyond so what'd you guys think uh i really enjoyed it one thing uh since we all didn't watch the video i'll just mention this i did watch it um one thing I noticed, I, I don't know if he's on the album or not, but playing in the video, um, like his BFF, Jason Christopher, who normally mm-hmm. plays bass with him, was not mm-hmm. in this video. Some dude with long hair, and he was not left-handed. So I knew right away that was not Jason. So <laughs> Yeah, he was uh, yeah. he was live when I saw him uh, at Pierre's. Yeah. He was there with him. So I don't know. Maybe he's busy yeah. doing something because... I mean, he just does this when he's off, you know, not doing some of his other bands. Well, I guess there's well, I no know. more Stone Sour, but I think uh, Jason, I think, is still playing with Prong. I may be wrong about that, but he, I, they may be in Europe right now or something. So I don't know if he's with them. Then that's you know now. Is, I don't uh, know when they shot this video either. So was Martucci right. with him on this one? Uh, I don't know. He's the lead guitarist. He's been on everything since. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he was. Yeah, he he picked up on Stone Sour there at the end, and he's been on uh, tour with him, everything, and he's been on both records. So pretty sure he was. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, tea bags. You said you liked it. I did, and I mean it's funny because as a big Tool fan, I can't understand sometimes when people say like, "Well, I like Pucifer better," or "I like Perfect Circle better," you know. Um, but like Corey solo is probably my favorite. Um, I love Slipknot too and Stone Sour, but, uh, so it was interesting. I mean, it was great to hear a new song by him. I thought the guitars were good and I don't know much about it. Does he play? Yeah. He, play, he plays mm-hmm. guitar. Yeah. Okay. He does I that think. and he plays keyboards some too. Okay. And then, uh, I really loved like the music dropout in the part where it says like come together cause I'm, be- I'm ready for you. Um, but I, I listened to it several times and threw it into a playlist. So I thought it was great. What'd you guys think? Yeah, I think, you know, it's like it, it's pretty straight up rocker. I mean, mm-hmm. this definitely leans more towards stone sour, but probably not quite, but you know, it's not terribly complicated song. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it is repetitive and radio friendly, but I don't mm-hmm. think that uh, detracts from it at all. And I mean, my God, did Corey Taylor can write a hook. Holy crap. I mean, this song is so catchy and just a total earworm. And I really like the uh, the guitar on the verses. They have a little bit kind of a heavy chug, you know, riff going on there, which is always right. fun. 
And his voice, I mean, Corey Taylor just knocks it out of the park all the time. This is definitely more of his kind of rock voice, I guess. Mm -hmm. And we get one tiny little taste of like metal Corey Taylor, you know, (laughs) but just real, real quick. But yeah, I, I like this song a lot. I, when I first heard it, I was like, "Mm, okay, where are we going? By the Mm -hmm. end of it, I was like, damn, I mean, dude can write a song. Yeah. Yeah. I was not sold the first time, the first listen. I was like, you know, this is just kind of, like you said, it's just straightforward rock. You know, I kind of want more. And then, yeah, the the chorus is so freaking good. And I've noticed, too, that as he gets older, I don't think he can scream as much, as long as he used to. There's more of that melodic hook mm-hmm. in Slipknot choruses than there yeah. used to be. You know, you used to get yeah. one or two an album, maybe. Yeah. And now you're getting more of those. And so this could have fit right in there as well. But, um yeah, his the chorus is super catchy, and um, I really kind of warmed up to the song, and I like it quite a bit. I can't wait to see what um, what the rest of the album so- sounds like because sometimes he puts like last one, you know, he had rap, um, <laughs> which was funny song, and it was he had all the guest people, which was really yeah. cool. And then he's got I don't know if you've seen, but you should watch the live version where he does home which is the song he oh, wrote for his yeah. wife. Yes. And then it, it segues into Zizix road. Yeah. And it, it just, it's all piano and him saying is so good. I may yeah. post a link here in case anybody wants to check it out. Yeah. That live clip was pretty amazing. Yeah. Dude, I've seen a dude. lot of uh, live cover stuff that he's done too. And it's just like, yeah, I think that's maybe where I got hooked the most was just watching him knock out all kinds of covers and just be the guy on stage and, you know, in like these little clubs rocking it out. So the, uh, wicked game cover. My God, yes. I love that song. Anyway, I'm a huge Chris Isaac fan. I, yeah. I mean, I have a little bit of a guy crush on Chris Isaac, but, <laughs> uh, but, yeah. uh, man, yeah. Corey singing wicked games out of this world. I think where he really excelled in wicked game is that he didn't try to go, too far yeah to where it got his voice into trouble because that's not a note that normal people can hit yeah. that chris isaacs does on that so yeah i think a little restraint was was really good for him on that one yeah yeah all right so three thumbs up absolutely and three all right off to a good start gentlemen all right monday what are we doing next uh well we talked about one single song we might as well knock the other one out and this is one i brought up last uh if you (laughs) listened to or watched last week's show i was all excited about reviewing the the new album from kelsey carter because i saw her open up for billy idol and i loved her and yeah it wasn't an album it was just one song so (laughs) oops um but yeah so it's kelsey carter and the heroines and the song is called love goes on what do you guys think Go ahead, Stevie. Um, I like her voice a lot. I actually listened to, um, I went back into some of the older songs because I didn't really get, yeah. you, you shared the um, the heart song. Yeah. And and I dug that a lot. I liked her voice a lot. And then I listened to this one and I'm like, this just doesn't really give me a good feel for what she's all about. It was a yeah. very poppy song. Yeah. So I went back and listened to some of her back catalog and I liked that better. I liked some okay. of the other, the, I guess the feel of those other songs. For me, this one leaned a little bit too much poppy. Okay. Her voice was still fantastic. She does have a great voice. And it sounds like based on the different things I've listened to her sing, she can sing a lot of different ways. You know, she could really hit different genres. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'll be uh, really curious to see what the album sounds like when it comes out. I did not hate this song by any means. Mm-hmm. It just felt like it leaned a little too poppy for me. Yeah, well, she's got, uh, and that's something when I was telling you guys about her, that's, uh, I feel like they're, as a band, they're kind of all over the place, you know, they kind of, you know, hang around the the rock vibe, but they can, they go a little pop, they go a little heavy sometimes, and uh, her voice, I, I think, is amazing, it works for all of it, and um, like I said, she was outstanding live, which made me want to check her out, and she, they have one album out already, and I really enjoy that. So I was excited about, you know, second album. So we'll see when we get that. But uh, same notes for me, really. Uh, has uh, 
a bit of a classic rock vibe, but a, quite a bit of the pop feel at the same time. Like, yeah. So, um, one thing that caught my ear right away was the drums. Uh, there's a little bit of a kind of a weird offbeat in this, which I really dig a lot. Um, and yeah, her voice it just sells anything for me. I mean, she's got such a great rock and roll voice, you know, great front woman. Um, she's got the attitude and the stage presence. So she's got her voice has like it has a little bit of that rough tattered edge. Mm -hmm. But then when she pushes, it has this little squeak that's almost kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but it works so good it works and this song i think has a really cool kind of vocal melody throughout it mm -hmm. tony what do you think yeah i mean you touched on a lot there that i agree with and i'm first of all i'm a sucker for like female pop punk leaning i mean not pop punk but pop rock leaning stuff and um I, and i liked her voice i thought it was unique in a good way and like you just said, like you could see there was different times where she went in a few different directions and you could kind of hear her do a couple of different things with her voice, even though everything was pretty contained yeah, for the most part. But uh, it was a great track, I thought. And um, honestly, like, you know, I'm a lyric guy, too. So it, even though it wasn't like the most deep poetic lyrics, it was still like this fight for you can do whatever you want, but love was going to go on, you know? Um, yeah. So I kind of dug how it's kind of an anthem in that way for that and uh, fighting for love. And uh, the only thing that distracted me was after a couple listens was there's a lot of like, yes, and come on, baby, like things in there, you know, filler, filler type stuff. Yeah. Which like yeah. that never bothers me on first listen or at live. But like sometimes if it's a song that you listen to over and over again. Right. Uh, it, you kind of takes you out of it for a moment but that's a very very minor um complaint in the grand scheme of the fact that i love i love the track on that note i will say that she's young so hmm. you know maybe that goes away with experience in songwriting yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. who knows do we know when the album's actually getting released i i don't i haven't looked at that i have no idea Maybe I'll. I laugh. will. She did play this song live, though, so she's already they're already playing that. So I'm gonna yeah, look it up. While I, we're I did not go check. Sorry, go ahead. I'm gonna look it up real fast while we're talking. Okay. I did not go check out the older stuff, but I will. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know where they live. I know. I'm pretty sure she is from New Zealand. Okay. But I don't know if they're based there or if they're in England or I, I honestly or if they're here. I have no idea. But yeah, yeah, I don't know how how much of a chance you might have to see her live, but highly recommended. She grew up between uh, Australia and Los Angeles. She was born okay. into a family of jazz musicians. There you go. Wow. Yeah. So it looks like she lives in Los Angeles now. Just like Steve yeah. Martin and the jerk. Exactly. He's she's somebody now. She's, she's got the, rhythm. She's in the phone book. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. It just has the single release. There's no definitive date for an album. Okay. Well, when it drops, we'll have to review it for yeah. sure. I definitely Absolutely. recommend the first album. There's a lot of good stuff on there. Okay. Yep. I'll check it out. All right. Well, that brings us to cover songs, which are always fun to see how somebody might interpret a song or what songs they might choose to cover. And this is definitely an interesting mix. Yes. So um, I feel like this is the Stormtrooper album for me because there were a lot of misses. <laughs> Get it? Okay. Yes. Okay. I do. <laughs> and agree. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right. So. It is Phantomime from Ghost, mm -hmm. and there are five covers, and it sounds like there are lots more recorded, so I would assume at some point we will get a second album, and I'm scared to death because they're doing Rush, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, but um, it, for me, this thing, like the five songs where it hits, it's I love it, and then where it doesn't, 
I'm just kind of like, gosh, you know, I, I don't know. I question a few things here, I suppose. But anyway, let's uh, dig yeah. in. Yeah, well, I anyone who listens to the show on a regular basis knows that I love a good cover song. I have a covers playlist that probably has like five or six hundred songs on it. It's anytime I hear a great cover, I add it to that playlist. So, I, you know, it's there and I can find it whenever. But um I mean, I, I used to make like mixtapes and mix CDs mm-hmm. of cover songs and I would try yep. to theme them. And, you know, uh, my favorite one I did was I did a CD of all covers of 80s songs. So, nice. you know, yes. I love I love yeah. covers. I do. I love especially yeah. when a band takes it and kind of makes it their own. I also mm-hmm. love a good straight up cover. I don't whatever. As long as it's good, I'm into it. I'm with you. And I, I made a mix back in the day of the entire thing was all creep covers because so many people have covered that in so many different ways. Oh, yeah. Funny. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm, I'm sick and tired of seeing it on like The Voice or American <laughs> oh, Idol. Yeah. It's like, all right, that needs to be retired and hallelujah, they need to be retired. Stop <laughs> yeah. it already. Yeah, yeah. man. I agree. So, um, but anyway, so here's a question. Um, this is something that just sort of like dawned on me just i felt this and i i don't know how i feel so monday this you'll you'll be able to answer answer this more but so a band like ghost yep has this mystique right and so every album the the pope dies or whatever and then they put him in repose and we have and he's replaced by another one and so on and so they've got this whole shtick thing going on right he's not the pope he's papa papa but that's italian for pope <laughs> So, um, so essentially, whatever, but anyway, so they got this mystique around him. And then when you pull out and you do, we don't need another hero. It just, and I know that they're outed. Everybody knows who they are now and all that kind of thing. It just in some ways kind of diminishes that whole mystique for me. Um, and I disagree. Okay. Well, you can be wrong sometimes. So anyway, um, (laughs) um, and what do you think i don't care about the mystique i and you know when you first started hearing about him like sure that was part of it now it's tobias forge like everybody knows who cares whatever Mm -hmm. um i still i can't tell you who all like the nameless ghouls and all because i don't care well they rotate anyway they're just yes they change all the time yeah yes and it doesn't matter i don't care they're they're awesome and i like them and i i think all of these songs work within what ghost is in in different ways i think all of these songs apply in different ways um some of these I think are more obvious influences on Tobias that, you know, you would probably think like Iron Maiden and, you know, uh, television to an extent maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I think, I think all of these songs work. Uh, there's nothing here that I don't like. And it was funny when I started listening to this and i was kind of taking my notes on the first song you know i'm listening to see no evil and i'm taking notes on it and like as i kept listening really all of the notes i took on the first song work for every single song hmm. it, it's all the same it's it's um all of these songs have the same basic structure as the originals all of them they just kind of are modernized and sort of metalized or whatever you want to say. Uh, I think Tobias's voice works well. Um, when you listen to the original and when you kind of compare them, I think his voice works for all of these. Um, like it doesn't sound crazy. It's not like a crazy stretch for him to be singing these songs. Um, the backing vocals on all of these covers are kind of more, more of a choir sound than the originals, you know, the originals just have like, you know, regular backing vocals or whatever. The ones on the ghost version sound more like a kind of a choir. And 
there's actually several of these songs, like the originals have crazy, like super talented bass players. And I think the, the bass on all five of these covers is way out front and it sounds fat and fantastic. <laughs> so I, I, I loved all of these songs, all these covers. I couldn't okay. disagree more about the bass on Phantom, though. <laughs> well, because, here's give yeah, ahead, Tony. Uh, well, I just gonna say uh, this is a true story. Like the first listen, I was working while I was listening, so I was just kind of paying attention to, or not paying attention, but if something grabbed me. And at one point, there was like, "Holy crap, this is awesome!" And it's because it had ended, and Spotify put Slayer in there. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't know it. And I was like, Oh, now that sounds very harsh. But then I went back and listened to it and paid attention to everything. And, um, it's hard to hate on something cause it's well done. You know, it's like, it's not underproduced. It's not poorly executed or anything like that. But I, there was just something that just was not grabbing me on this. And I like ghosts and I like covers. So I, you know, I was set up for some success, but, uh, like you said, with the notes, I kind of just had kind of like a uh, good song, you know, uh, vocals sound great. Guitar is good here, you know, um, but there was nothing that really, really stood out for me. But I did like um, I actually did like Phantom of the Opera. Mm -hmm. If I had to pick a track and Steve, I know you just said something about that. So what oh, I'll hand off to you on that one. Did um, before we do that, did, did any of you go back and listen to all of the original songs? Not all of them. No, I've only I, I went back and listened to three. I did, but I I one time when I sit sat down to do my notes, I went and I listened to the original and then the cover and the original and the cover and so so I could really kind of compare and contrast. And most of them, yeah. like I said, they're pretty straight up covers. They're just kind of you know modern production, heavier, but mm -hmm. that, most of them are pretty straight up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know the all of the originals, but I didn't hear anything from the ones that I listened to that sounded too risky or anything like that. You know, mm -hmm. but Steve, yeah. Jesus, he knows me, is mm -hmm. right in their wheelhouse. Yeah, with Genesis because of the keyboards and those kind of mm -hmm. that that just fits so into what Ghost does that for me that one absolutely stood out. That was thematically too. Ab yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I just, I mean, I love that song. That was fantastic. Did and you I guys like watch the video for that? Oh, I've not. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, it's almost, it's a little dirty. It, it's, okay. yeah, I was like, a little bit dirty. Huh. There's a couple of things that happen that I'm like, huh, this is on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. Well, I'll check that out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I did go back and listen to the original and that and then a couple of times. And so yeah. that that for me was the sweet spot for Ghost. And I think that's a great place for his voice and what they do. Mm -hmm. um, and I liked hanging around. Mm -hmm. I thought they did a pretty, pretty nice job on that one. His voice doesn't get put. Tobias's voice is good, but it's not strong. It's not like a huge, big, booming voice. Yeah. And so I hated Phantom of the Opera. Okay. Um, so... It doesn't breathe. It's too clean and neat and straightforward. It doesn't breathe enough. There's uh, the bass on and Iron Maidens is much better. It's it's deeper. I mean, it's, um, you're talking about Steve Harris. Well, I, mean, I know. And so, but that's why they shouldn't have picked this song. And the voice, he can't do that voice, whether it's Paul or Bruce singing it. I say this is Paul just, era. Yeah, it was. And then, but yeah. I went back also and I listened to Bruce do it. Um, just to kind of get a feel and, and live. It's so stinking good. Um, I just feel like this is out of their zone. I, I don't. Okay. Like, you would think genre wise, Hey, this is right in there and I should love this song. And I was in a Facebook group for ghosts. And I said that this is a song I should love because I love that song and I love ghosts and I didn't like it. It was my least favorite one on there. I just don't think it fits what they do. For okay. Me. So, and we don't need another hero. I played it for Marianne. I'm like, what do you think of this? Um, on the one hand, it. I'm like, this is freaking amazing. And the other thing, I'm like, God, what are they doing? This nope. is so weird. I love it. I, I like the, 
at first I couldn't decide if it was like an effect on the bass or if it was kind of bass and keys together, but I think it's just like an effect pedal on the bass. I love the tone and how that sounds. This is my favorite vocal performance on the whole thing. I think you were you were just talking about how he doesn't like push it. His voice isn't strong. I disagree. I think he does on this song, and I it impressed me. So I, I like this one a lot. Well, pushing it to be Tina Turner is a little different than pushing it to be Paul or Bruce. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I I did not hate what he did on this song. I th- I did think his voice was yeah. good on this song. And it, it is not a bad version. It's just a strange version. Um, I can't put my finger on why, but I think I think a lot of these songs fit this group thematically. Mm-hmm. I think all of them do in in different ways. Mm-hmm. But if you really listen to these lyrics of all five of these songs, they make perfect sense. He did change the lyrics for Phantom. To be more centric to him. To be the Phantom. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's a good point. What'd you and think I, of it, Tony? I, I'm curious what you thought of We Don't Need Another Hero. Um, It just, I mean, I didn't love or hate it. It was kind of sat in there in, in that same way. I thought it was, I don't want to say misplaced or anything like that. I don't know. Jeremy, you'd have to like sell me on like how it connects to everything. Because I thought thematically and all that, it was pretty strong to that point. Um, but I, I liked the song a little, <laughs> you know, <what> I mean? <laughs> like was not offended. I did not want to shut it off, but I also didn't want to hear it again. So. I don't know. I, we don't need another hero. Also. I think when that hit for me, like when the original came out that mm-hmm. the age that I was, I was, I, at that time, I was kind of into Tina Turner, like, you know, that uh, Private Dancer album had just come out, and then this comes on the heels of that, and she was everywhere, she was amazing, and I have kind of a soft spot for this song, and I just, you know, I don't know, I think that, you know, that may help my opinion of this, but I just, I really like their cover. <laughs> yeah, cool. Fair. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I will uh, say um, hanging around. If you have not listened to the original of that, you should. Uh, It's a band called the Stranglers, which I'm mm -hmm. absolutely not familiar with. And that song is so good. Okay, check check the original if you haven't. Will do. So if you were going to score this, I'm curious, Money, because now you loved every song. So if you're going to score this out of five, what would you give it? Um, honestly, I mean, it's short, so that kind of, I think, skews things a little bit. Um, but yeah, probably four and a half out of five. Love it. That is strong. Yeah. I got probably a three. Yeah. Go ahead, Tony. I got one more thing. I I was, it made me reevaluate my system like i had to finally come up with like well what is what's a two actually mean what's a three mean and that kind of stuff so (laughs) um you know i'm trying to give credit where it's due and also figure out that i didn't hate it i had expectations just because like i said i i like ghosts and i love cover songs so um and then it also wasn't bad it was just weird so probably (laughs) hovers between a 2.75 and maybe three depends on the day you ask me what else were you gonna say monday um, there was in hanging around, uh, go back and listen to the guitar solo in that. I don't know if you guys caught it in there. There is, huh? In their version or the, yes, it, yes. Okay. No. in ghost version, listen to the guitar solo. There is 100%. I mean, it is, there's no mistaking it. There's a section of, uh, fade to black from Metallica in the solo. Really? really? They stuck yes. it in there? Oh, it's okay. absolutely intentional. There's no way it's not. I, I will listen to awesome. it. As soon as we get off of here, I promise I'll listen to it. Yeah. 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 
I would play it right now, but it would kick us off Facebook. It's so, uh, it. so <laughs> listen to like the beginning of Fade to Black, where he's where Kirk mm-hmm. is doing the solo stuff right at the beginning of the song, uh-huh. and then listen to the solo and hanging around. Okay, I will do that. Steve, did you give a number? Did you say three? Yes, I gave it. Uh, there were five songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked two for sure, and I give him credit for "We Don't Need Another Hero." So that was my three. Because <laughs> I, there's nothing wrong. There's absolutely zero wrong with it, and I kind of like it, but I'm not sure why. It's just strange <laughs> to me. So, but I'm just going on the positive because I love ghosts. So it's a three yes. out of five. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I, I would. I mean, I'm leery of what they're going to do to. Red Sector A, but on the other hand, I really want to see what they do to Red Sector A. So, yeah, who I knows? Think... It'd be great. Yeah, the key, the... the key to listening to cover songs is to not have expectations. Right. It's not. There are so many people that they're like, "Oh, I like the original better." It's not a competition. Like, right. It, that that people that say that to me are like people that say it's ruining my childhood I'm, no oh, it's not everything <laughs> like that is still there it still exists you yeah. can go watch that anytime you want but mm-hmm. now we have something new as well you don't have to watch it same with the cover song it's like it's not trying to replace or outdo the original most of the time this artist loves this song or this band Yep, and they just want to do their own version of it. Yep, it's so, an homage. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. I think you know how big of a Trent fan I am. Who actually had his birthday this on the seventeenth, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, as you know, Jeremy, like mm-hmm. "Physical" by Adam and the Ants, and mm-hmm. uh, "Get Down, yep. Make Love" by Queen. That's yep. definitely a different interpretation that Trent mm-hmm. has on those things. But yep. I agree. Yeah. It's like be open-minded for that. His cover of Johnny Cash is so good. <laughs> I know. Right. Uh, yeah. He's like, well, written for. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I heard, I'll have to find out who it is. I won't say it on the air. Cause I'm not sure, but um, I heard possibly the worst cover of stand by me. I've ever heard today. And it, oh, <laughs> just, so I'll send you guys a, Please do. I'm curious. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Because I want to know what that is. <laughs> there's a nugget of really great stuff in there that's overtaken by some really bad stuff. So I want, yeah, I want you guys' opinion on that. So. What was um, was it Buck Cherry's version of Nine Inch Nails? You loved that one, didn't you? Oh T-Man? my god. Oh man. Yeah. Oh. You should see my tramp stamp of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Buck what does Cherry. a Buck Cherry look like? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Turn around. I don't buddy. know, but I can tell you their their big song, the Crazy B. I I can tell you where I heard that song about a million times, and it's not really a place I should have been. Oh, Uh-oh. okay. <laughs> we can let's draw just say that uh, some of the uh, fairer sex like to dance to that song. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was a charity where they needed tops, probably, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dancing yeah. for shirts, yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Nice. <sighs> All right. Well, boys, we did it. We made it through another show. Sweet. <laughs> for us. Now, next week, Monday, you might as well introduce what we're doing because you came up with the idea. You've given oh. us work. And uh, tell us Well, about uh, normally we try to do like you know, super new releases, but this one we're getting an extra week with it. And I'm kind of thrilled about that because, you know, spoiler alert, I think we're digging it so far, but there is a band called Sleep Token and they've, I mean, I, I put out, I shared, I think uh, one of their videos or something. And, Uh you know, in that I said, I think they're probably one of the most interesting bands that I have discovered for myself in recent years. And they're just, yeah, they're cool. I don't want to say too much because we're going to talk about them next week, but yeah. Sleep token. All right. So yeah, I text Monday and cursed him out because, um, this is a three album concept and this is the third part of it. And I'm like, crap, you know how I operate. I've got to go back and listen to it all now. I got to figure it out. And yeah. um, 
So <laughs> I listened to the the whole album again through, and then I went back to the first one. Make sure you listen to the first song and the last song. Okay. Just going to throw it before we do it. So the first song from the first album, the last song from the last one. Potential connections there? Potential. Okay. That's as far as I've gotten. <laughs> gotcha. So I still have a lot of work to do, but. If we do that, are we going to fall into the matrix? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Aren't we already there? Seems uh, like it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um, are we doing that challenge next week as well? Or is that? Yes. Much? Yeah. You okay. want to. Yeah, kick it. Let's go. What's the challenge? Um, well, I think we're going to go back and try to do the one where it's uh, picking, I don't know how many songs, I think it said two or three, but like retro, retroactively, like a song that's that came out after a movie um, that you would go back and put into a movie. Oh, okay. Sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've yeah. talked about that before. Yeah. Okay. okay. Got it. That will be the challenge for next week. Challenge okay. accepted. Yeah. All right. Two or three. I'm going to pick two. Because I'm going to be busy listening to three records. <laughs> right. And trying to finish up freaking Squadron Supreme. Oh, my gosh. Lordy Bagordy. Yeah. That thing is work, man. It, it is. It's a lot of words. That was a bad... <laughs> choice i didn't go back and look and see who picked it but i really want to so we can yell at him i think it was ed <laughs> stupid ed I'm pretty sure <laughs> tony we're in a comic book club and so we meet once a month and we read one graphic novel and then one monthly issue that comes out and so okay. we, we meet at each other's house we rotate around and uh, we each pick some books we voted on them and we did 12 for the year and this one is a freaking nightmare <laughs> it's not good and it's dense <laughs> so Why we're all whooping our way through to go together what's that yeah ex exactly yeah so all right well that is it gentlemen any last uh point you want to make tell us where you're uh, hanging out these days any of that good stuff i don't know i'm, I'm pretty pretty excited about this challenge i have an idea for one already but um uh oh yeah we can you can find me on instagram anytime you want at metalhead monday just like my handle on the show there say hi you know you might see a picture of my cat every once in a while or me at a show <laughs> yeah tea bags where might we find uh, it yeah the if you can if you can spell my last name i'm at tbdens on instagram and sometimes i hang out on the wanderings and wool gathering facebook page too so you can find him at the bottom of a mug that's right <laughs> by the way you're uh you were pouring something into the mug earlier and mm -hmm. like i couldn't see it was off camera but the steam was like rolling in mm -hmm. and it looked a lot like the joe rogan podcast <laughs> <laughs> well tony funny you should mention that i was drinking some delicious tea out of this <laughs> nice. wanderings and wool gathering travel tea mug nice very much and i was putting it into this Naruto mug that when the heat goes in, it creates the shadow clone jutsu and multiple Naruto's show up on the mug. Yeah. Nerd. He's taken, ladies. Nerd alert. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, I hate all right. Where can we find you, Steve? <laughs> Hiding now because all the ladies are going to be running over. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be coming trying to get my collection back there. So. <laughs> Uh, you can find me at Foggy's Pal on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find this show at, uh, you can find us on Facebook, which is pretty awesome. You can find us on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and SoundCloud. And we will see you next week. Episode 147 for Sleep Token and songs that should have been in movies. And until then, have a great rest of your week and we'll see you back then. Oh, I almost pushed the show opening. What a gaff that would have been. <laughs>